and welcome to Writing About Dragons and Shit, a podcast where two authors and a writer get together and talk about the ways that they tell stories. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, your resident writer and podcaster from such shows as Difficulty Class and Champions of Lore. And with me each week are two amazing people who are... I'm Aaron M. Evans. I write fantasy novels. I'm best known for the Brimstone Angels saga. B. Dave Walters. I'm the stunt Aaron M. Evans. Uh, that You can't see that I'm making meaningful eye contact with the camera. Uh, I say words about things. I write for film and television and anywhere else they'll let me say words <laughs> wherever else they'll let you you just mm-hmm. go out and shout into the world mm-hmm. <laughs> um hey everybody so we're, we're 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 here we get we we're doing a we're doing a listener question episode Ooh. oh because because we got we got a lengthy one we did and uh, i feel it, like a lot of good topics could come out of this uh and the question was posed quite frankly some time ago and <laughs> yes, apologies listener <laughs> yeah sorry don voyage uh because probably five or six times at the end of the episode we were like damn it we meant to talk about that question so we're gonna talk about it at the no. beginning of the episode you get a whole episode yeah. you get a whole episode it's gonna spawn some some tangerinos here tangerinos <laughs> yep I'm gonna, writing it down. That might be the name of the episode. Dawn Voyage, and everybody will go, what is yeah, that? T- yeah, t- 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 I don't know, but I need to listen or, to uh, it. Or Dawn Voyage of the Tangerino. Yeah, right. Oh, oh man, we got so many good ones. Yeah, there it is. Look at that. You're already sparking conversation. Okay, oh. so uh, here's a question. Uh, and I'm reading the whole thing. Please and, do. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not so even good. Gonna, I'm not even going to break it into pieces. So today is the day I enter the George R. R. Martin is dead to me realm. After six years, the word is spreading, fucker. After six years of reading myself to sleep in a world I wish I'd created, I finally finished The Dance of Dragons. I'm currently working on a draft of one of my novel with serious potential that I hope will hold a candle to the Song of Ice and Fire series. The road ahead is long and full of revisions. I see what you did there. It's really good. And I seek in counsel of, for guidance, hey, writing about dragons and shit, shout out by name, but Woo! my story must be told. Now I ask, writing about dragons and shit, this question. Who or what gave you the oomph needed to take that first step towards your passion? What is your why? What motivated you to get into the industry? Also, do you have any advice for new writers with big aspirations? Thank you for putting together a podcast that shares wisdom for writers. Okay, bye with multiple E's. Wait, wait. Okay, let's actually split this into two just because there is two separate messages. Okay, okay. all right. Let's talk about this one first because I thought this was really interesting. And I don't think a question that actually gets posed a lot to people is why the hell do you want to write? What got you into writing and stuff? Who, who who wants to go first on this? This is I I it's a good question because I think it's a it's a accumulation of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was very young, when I was like three, I told a story that my mother wrote down, and she was so delighted that, that for the rest of my childhood she told me I was going to be an author. I was like, no, ugh, I'm gonna be an actress or a lawyer or a lawyer slash actress. Or at one point I thought a physicist sounded cool. Then I realized I'm not great at math. Um, but eventually at some point I uh, did some fiction writing and got a lot of attention from teachers. Um, so that's like a first step, right? Like, oh, I like doing this hobby thing. Um, I read a lot, I read a lot, a lot. Um, and kind of start going like, well, maybe I could do this. Um, and having people recognize like, yeah, maybe you could is, a big, is I think a big first step for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had like my freshman English teacher, Mrs. Chilson, 
was a uh, pretty delighted me. My my senior year, I had a teacher, Mr. Hartman, who was really impressed. He's the one with the boulder story with the symbol thing. Um, those were good kicks in the pants. Uh, but <laughs> and then you know you're out on your own and you're just kind of doing it. And what makes you kind of turn the corner? Um, that was probably this is the story that makes everybody hate me. <laughs> <laughs> what my coworker and later best friend susan j morris because uh, <gasps> i worked at desserts and uh she said hey do you want to try out for this book um and i think until then i was very much stuck on the hobbyist side where i was like i was working on my craft i was writing a lot but making the jump into publishing was sort of a Mm -hmm. felt like a very scary thing. So it came up and hit me in the face, uh, <laughs> largely because I was passionate enough about books and editing and publishing that I had worked my way up into a, a publishing job. So it was a, I, my face was around to get hit. Um, <clears throat> it might be because I've been drinking wine, but I just pictured it in my head, Susan walking up to you and just taking a stack of papers and slamming it into your face like, Aaron, try to do this. <laughs> if she did, she would have hit, she would have hit hard. Do you know how many martial arts that girl knows? It's oh. a lot. Oh God, I did not know that. <laughs> I don't know, did I answer that question? Oh yeah. <laughs> and then once you get a taste of it, even when you kind of like lapse out, you're like, I'm going back. I'm gonna go back. And I'm gonna go back. back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what, what about you, B-Dave? Yeah, this is, a, this is kind of a layered question, but I mean, similarly to Aaron, um, I think I created my first superheroes when I was five and my mom was like, you're going to write stories and tell stories. And I was like, that seems legit, but also I love dinosaurs. So I'm going to be a paleontologist <laughs> and in, in, or an aerospace. I want to be an aerospace engineer first. And then literally Ooh. I saw an article in the eighties that said, um, the government was not hiring, uh, aerospace engineers anymore. And I was like, there's no market for it. I like oh, dinosaurs. No. I'm going to be a vertebrate paleontologist. And then followed that trail for a while, was even looking to go into the University of Colorado at um, uh, University of Colorado at Boulder because they had the best program for that. But then I realized that most of being a paleontologist is being on your knees in the dirt in <laughs> 9000 degree heat in Montana. <laughs> and not at all like Jurassic Park. I felt very deceived. <laughs> and, a lot um, of us did. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that kind of put an end to that. And then when I was in the 12th grade um, in English class, my, my teacher's name was uh, Miss McDaniel. Her name was Gay McDaniel and loved to tell the story about how our first day of college, she walked into class and just told everybody, hi, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> and that's why I never forget her name. And uh, it just got introduced to Shakespeare, man. And it was Macbeth in particular. Just something about Macbeth just was a key that unlocked something in my brain that I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to tell stories, which was funny because what I took from Macbeth was not act. It was right that I was mm. like, uh, it, I, I actually to this day, I have zero formal acting training. Everything I've just sort of like. You know, uh, bluffed my way into everything up until now. <laughs> just, just that, one day that you high, found yourself arm. standing across from Casper Van Dien and went, "How the hell did I get here?" Hi, I'm the, the needle across the record. Hello, friends. You might be asking yourself, "How did I get here?" Yeah, just them, them high deception checks, yo. Um, yeah, and um, I think personally, I think a writer is someone who must write. Yes. There's, but there is a lot of 
uh, garbage and cultural expectations and self-doubt and posture syndrome and stuff that can make you not listen to that voice inside of you. But when the story keeps bubbling up, demanding to be told, that's how you know this is for you to do. There is no other qualification other than having a story that you're like, I must get this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that can find its way anywhere. It can be a novel, it can be a screenplay, it can be a comic, whatever. That's that's secondary. But if you, you have the song you must sing at the risk of mixing metaphors, mm-hmm. then you're a writer. Uh, your job is to identify and reduce the boundaries between you and that, <laughs> basically, oh, like until that. it's done. Yeah. 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 That's good because I'd like you. Uh, <laughs> I also like it's not it's not like a real obscure play, but I love that Macbeth is like the special play for you because I also really love Macbeth. Like it's like I remember like like we, we did not read that in high school. We read we did like Romeo and Juliet and we did Hamlet yep. and Julius Caesar. And there was like I read Macbeth as like an extra thing. I was like, holy shit! Holy shit! Why are we not reading this one? It's so it's, good. People are, you know, every time they're like, you're not supposed to say the name of it. It's bad luck. I'm like, not to me. I wouldn't be anywhere. If not <laughs> Only if you're way. in a theater. That's why I keep telling them. Only if you're yep. in a theater. That's the only yep. place. Yeah. Yep. 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 Shout out to the Scottish play. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, that was me. I, I think, like, I, I think it's interesting to talk about like what we wanted to be when we were kids. Like, I want to be an actor. I want to be an actor real bad. Like, I watched Robin Williams and Jim Carrey and everything, and I'm like, that's what I want to do. And then somebody told me, you suck at retaining information you read, and you need that to be an actor. And I went, oh. So my my dreams got a little dashed by that. <laughs> um, and like, I the the first thing I remember writing. It is so dumb and nerdy, but it's really weird. Like, <clears throat> I was in sixth grade summer school to tell you where my academic career was at the time. Um, and the teacher was like, okay, every day you're going to start class off, you're going to write in this notebook. I do not care what you write, just write something. And I was like, I do not comprehend this. Hmm? What do you mean? Just write anything. And she's like, I don't care. Just like write about your day. And I'm just like, it was really boring though. She's like, then write it. Then write a show that you watched. Just retell a show that you watched. And so I had in sixth grade. I had just seen the first episode of Tenchi Muyo. <laughs> and so deep I cut, deep cut, deep Tenchi cut, Muyo. deep cut. Yeah. And, and so I sat there and I, and I replayed the episode in my head and I wrote out what I saw. And I went, oh, that was that was actually really cool. And so then the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to write down episode two. And I went, okay, well, what if I change stuff? And like, I essentially just started writing anime fan fiction in this notebook over sixth grade summer school. But I was like, this is really fun. I really like doing this. And by the end of that summer school, I had a fully written Gundam wing fan fiction <laughs> in that journal. Nice. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. like I got him the teacher was like I don't know what the hell you're talking about but you know what you wrote something so yeah, good but keep, for but you keep, but keep talking about it keep doing yeah. it yeah, yeah keep doing it you know and and then like the next year I would uh, like I, I you'd think that I would just like start sitting there and writing short stories and stuff like that but ADHD I just didn't think about it Mm-hmm. Until an assignment came up that was like, okay, here's your spelling questions for the, or your spelling words for the week. You have to write a story that has all of them in it. I remember Ooh. those assignments. I loved yeah. those. Yeah. And so and I started so writing. 
You have to read it out loud now. Oh God! That, that is that is an incredibly effective mnemonic device, though. You probably <laughs> remember a lot of those words and how to spell them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And and so like I I wrote these like really like it was not fan fiction this time. It was just like good versus evil, like light versus dark crap, and. My teacher was thoroughly confused. She's just like, the, the, I just gave you 12 random words. What? What is this? <laughs> and her teacher's aide really hated it. story around it. Well, yep. yeah. And, and yeah, and I, I built out this whole thing. The, the teacher's aide really hated it because at the time I was writing very tiny. I don't know why I was obsessed with writing super tiny. And he's just like, please stop. You're hurting my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like i yeah i wrote fan fiction through high school of of star wars and stuff like that and like i, I when i was a kid like i would i i would i would play with toys and, but it was like i strung a story together through it like mm -hmm. uh, even though i had harry potter and spider-man fighting next to each other i had a in-world reason for why harry potter and spider-man and now M the mc's used doing this shit and i'm like hey Hey, yeah. I was yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me first, me first. yeah. Let me tell you how Wolverine and, and Iron Man would actually get along. Yeah. 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 And uh and it wasn't until college that I that I thought about doing it seriously. And I just started dating my wife and uh we were walking by the cafeteria and there was this big old sign for like, hey, enter a short story competition. And she's like, you should try that. And I'm like, I don't even remember telling her before that I like ever did writing or anything like that. Hashtag she's a keeper. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. And she's like, hey, you should try that. I'm like, oh, you know what? Okay, I'm I'm gonna try writing a short story. So I it was not fan fiction. It wasn't anything. I I wrote this like, uh, vampire urban fantasy story, and I was like, oh crap, I really I do I do really like this. Like I I it was it sparked that thing of you. It was like I was just doing this for shits and giggles, which funny enough was the next story that I wrote. That I titled it shits and giggles. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. I I just started writing all of these short stories and everything like that. And I couldn't stop. And I kept getting more and more ideas in my head. And it, it, I, it was like Peter would say, it was like, if you're a writer, you cannot stop. And, and that's exactly mm -hmm. what it was. Like the best piece of writing advice I've ever heard was if, uh, if you want to be a writer, stop. Then if you can't, you know, you should keep going. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how it felt. And I've, I've, I've been writing ever since. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, but I mean, I, I want to be clear, you know, don't take from that. Oh, I haven't written anything yet, so I must not. I'm talking about that drive that you want to. The oh, reason yeah. why you're still listening to this podcast mm -hmm. and still reading books and still trying to convince yourself, even though you're kind of like, no, I can't do it. Can I do it? No, I can't. can't be it. But maybe I should try. No, you know that is what i mean yeah. that thing mm -hmm. in you that wants to yeah yeah you, you gotta tell a story yep you gotta yeah. tell a story you gotta tell a story now i mean in terms of um how to find the oomph Oof. uh oomph. uh you know i think we've established by now that i'm fairly self-propelling so <laughs> And just do things. If you actually turn B Dave around, there is a propeller uh, attached to his lower back. Literally, like nu nuclear. Right, I got a propeller tramp stamp. Yes. Um, but, but, no. But, turn off the show. We're done. We're done. I can't we're done. anymore. Thank you all for tuning in. It's a short episode. Bye, 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 bye. 
Um, but you know, it's, um, the, the hardest part, the hardest part is always starting. Uh, for me, the hardest part is starting, you know, session to session, moment to moment, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that it's like, it's time to do it being like, now is when my fingers are going on the keyboard to do the thing, Mm -hmm. you know, setting out all distractions. That's always the hardest part. And you have at the beginning of your career, when you're writing that first manuscript or whatever it is is both the easiest and the most difficult as it is ever going to be mm-hmm. because you get all the pressure of the fact you've never done it. You got all the life pressure, all, all the self-doubt, all those things. But at this point, nobody in the world is looking for it mm-hmm. in something Aaron can speak to with, with expertise is you're <laughs> like, I did a thing and everybody's like, awesome. Do the same thing again in half the time. Yeah. 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 And that doesn't even get to, to like, um, once you've done the thing, there are people who won't like the thing, who will yeah. tell you how they mm. like the thing, or who will like the thing but be really passive aggressive about it. Oh, <laughs> I got over a book review once that was like, "This is really good, but she can't possibly keep this up." Like, what the hell? Right? It's like, like, oh, she's so young and new at this, and, and oh. great, but but there's no way she can sustain this for more books. <laughs> like, Gross. okay, out. <laughs> Like the, there's, yeah. there's limitations on your awesome. Don't let the haters get you down. Yeah, never. <laughs> but um, the 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 oomph thing though, it, like it, it gets me thinking to like, cause like I, I I had these like weird plans of like how I wanted to like break into the industry, but it was actually it was actually a, uh, an episode of the show Sword and Laser uh that veronica belmont and oh my god i cannot remember his name and i feel really bad i'm sorry person whose name i can't remember uh they they did they were doing a video show for a while i think it was with geek and sundry and they had terry brooks on and that conversation with terry brooks was really the thing that like it was the first time i heard someone talk business about the writing industry and that was the one that lit the fire under my butt where i'm like okay i'm gonna scrap these plans that i had i'm gonna try writing a fantasy novel i'm gonna you know take this seriously i'm gonna do all this stuff i started watching all of brandon sanderson's like uh uh, college lecture courses that he puts up on youtube and like i was i was legitimately sitting there at my computer with a note with like a pen and paper taking notes from his classes and stuff like that and that that was that was the thing that definitely gave me the oomph to like i want to do this seriously it, it it wasn't just like i want to do this and see what happens it was like yeah. no nah, this is the thing i think that buried in this in, in all of this is sort of the truth of it is the oomph comes from you yeah um yeah you may not have a magic propeller <laughs> tattooed on your lower back, back. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna have to eventually be the one that makes you take the leap um and it's a lot of leaps you gotta keep leaping um but whatever sparks that, like grab it and and yes. go with it. Yes. Yep. Um, especially, it's like remember you like this. <laughs> so even if you're doing it and it's not getting you where you want to go quite as quickly as you were hoping, like hopefully you're doing something you love still. Yeah. And you must, you must enjoy the process. You mm-hmm. cannot do this because you're like, I'm going to write because I want to be rich and famous because statistically speaking, <laughs> you will be neither. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, you know, no, I've, I've, like, I've, you I've, can be a writer who's rich and famous if you marry a rich and famous actor or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 
I've uh, I've I've shared this story before on here that I knew a dude who his plan was he's like I'm gonna write the next Harry Potter so I can have the theme park rights and then I'm gonna open up a theme park based on the next Harry Potter series I wrote. Oh, I just I don't. I that is an so aspiration I've never there's heard. A, there's, there's a lot to unpack. Lot. There's a lot to unpack, but I just love the idea that write the next Harry Potter is step one of the plan. <laughs> That's true, yeah. You know, like yeah, how hard one, can establish how, a base on Mars? Yeah, how Step hard two. can that be? Yeah, <laughs> Mars is there, baseless, you know? So clearly come it's on. Just, it's just wherewithal that has prevented that. Right. Just good old fashioned gumption. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, and Aaron, when thing. are you gonna get on the Brimstone Angels theme park? <laughs> right? This is I it's a thing I have so I will say I have heard this from people who really love Forgotten Realms that if they could buy the IP for themselves, what would they do? What dreamy thing would they do? And a surprising number of people say theme park. And I'm oh. always like, Okay. Yeah. This is not something I would I mean, and maybe it's because I'm entirely thinking of practical terms. Like running a theme park sounds like hell. Um, yeah. yeah, I watched a documentary watch series called there. Jurassic Park that told me about the <laughs> <laughs> just all these Elminsters running rampant. Oh, I know. I'm just thinking of some dude scimitars. dressed as. I'm just thinking of some dude dressed as Minsk in like 102 degree weather. It's just like, oh my hamster! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here in our in our chat here on the call that I'm not gonna say out loud, but oh. listen, dear reader, to their reactions. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. Yep. 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 Sorry folks. That yeah. one, you know, <laughs> when when we do writing about dragons and shit after yeah. dark, when you'd be surprised how many stories we've got that it's like I'm gonna tell you something when we're not recording. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about this fucking guy. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of like, but but to go back to the theme park thing, I think that when your dream about your book is like, and then it'll be a theme park, and then it will be an anime, yep. then it will be a multi-million dollar movie series. Like, like, do you really want to write a book, or do you just want to like be in charge I, of a piece of the cultural zeitgeist? Yeah, I, I also yeah. want to let you know you if you if you do eventually do that, you have extremely little say in what happens. <laughs> are they gonna say, "Here's a check, bye"? Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's what rough. What say is thank you very much. You do your thing over there. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 And hope it works out and that they don't just, you know, turn in M. Night Shyamalan's avatar, you know. Oh. Um, yeah. In, in undead abomination. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad, but it does not it does not damage the source material. True. Yeah. No, don't get me True. wrong. I'd, I'd garbage, cash that. I'd cash that check. <laughs> Which I will say, this, the reason why Alan Moore has my utmost respect, because I know so many people that like poo poo on adaptations and stuff, but they took the money. At least he doesn't take the money. Yeah. I'm like, you're, you're, he gives the money to Dave Gibbons, you know? So he's all like, let my buddy get paid and screw you and your adaptation, you know? Like, well, at, le at least you've got principle, Alan Moore, you know? You shaggy haired British <laughs> snake wizard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, two people now we won't have on the podcast ever. Uh, <laughs> Alan Moore knows he's a shaggy-headed, weird British snake wizard. I kind of feel like Alan Moore would be like, thank you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Bold of you to assume that I meant it as a slight, you know? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. 
Um, okay. And also, he who shall not be named could come on the podcast. I wouldn't even be mean to the guy. I would just stare daggers into the camera the whole entire time with a with an hourglass that is just there counting down. Oh yeah. God. Okay. There, there, there is a second part of this uh, of this message you received. Not just all tangerinos. Not <laughs> just all tangerinos. Not all tangerinos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clint Eastwood starring the summer Grand Tangerino. Uh, <laughs> Coming this summer. Coming this summer. Get off my lawn, tangerinos. <laughs> it's Clint Just Eastwood's a bunch of tangerines. <gasps> Clint Eastwood's uh, reanimated corpse now. And by this point in these movies, but yes, yeah. please continue. Well, no, you, you got. You got oh, I'm, oh, you want yeah. me to read yeah, part you two? Read I, it. I, 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 no, it was your transition. I thought no. you had you had it queued up. Okay, here we go. Uh, part two. Um, Thank you for putting together a podcast that shares wisdom to writers. Okay, bye with a number of E's. Also, my series was supposed to conclude with an undead dragon and an army of zombie people being defeated by United Kingdom. But, as you know, Game of Thrones ended similarly. Boo in parentheses. <laughs> Appreciate all the, the emotions in this Don Voyage. I do too. I, I'd concocted this ending in 2017 and build my early plot around this. Now I have to rethink the ending of my series. What would you do in this situation? Have you ever faced this quandary? What do I do? Is it rational to stay the course or do I need to completely rethink my series plot? Thanks. Okay, two things. Two things, two things, two things. Uh, this is why you don't wait. This is why you don't sit on ideas. Someone else will do it. Um, it, period. Uh, second, no, you cannot do a dragon fighting an army of zombies anytime soon. It will happen again. It will happen again in our yeah, lifetime because yeah. zombies and dragons are ubiquitous enough. It's off the table now, you know, yeah. it's off the table. I will say, I think there's, there's sort of two ways that this, this goes down, right? One is that if, it, if the, if it's the gimmick, right? If it's about the zombies fighting the dragons, um, if it's about the he was dead all along <gasps> twist. Dun, dun, dun. No, you can't because everybody will go, oh, somebody else did that already. Yeah. Um, if it is something that is the natural outgrowth of a number of character arcs weaving together, and it is about this story and it is the emotional resonance in this story and you're not doing it with those, those events and those actors as the main show. If it's actually about, you know, the... Man, I can't even, I'm sorry. It's been a really long day. <laughs> it's like, fine. What's a makeup, what's a made up story where zombies and, and, and a dragon fight? Game like, of Thrones? No, a different one. Like a made up one. I don't I'm, know. I mean, I could, Game I of Thrones could. is made up. No, yeah. stop it. Stop it. You're undercutting uh, well, my point. Okay. So, oh, so here, here's the thing. I, I, I will, I'll tell oh. you the thing that I thought would have been a cooler way to do Game of Thrones. That is a made up way that it happened. <laughs> it would have been way cooler if all those zombies had actually made it to King's Landing. And then there was a fucking dragon fighting each other on top of the, uh, above the fucking zombies attacking people that weren't in the snow. It just, it would have been cool. It would have been neat. And they, they did the thing they did instead. You, you mean a, a different reason why zombies could be fighting dragons that is not Game of Thrones? Is yeah. that what we're talking about? Yeah. Uh, Rise of the Draco Lich. I mean, D&D &D has Draco Liches, so where you got yeah. zombie dragons that comes back and leads its own undead hordes. Okay. So instead, this is the thing, right? You've got you've got a good dragon that you've you've uh, you've raised. The dragon sees all the the dragon is now an important character. The dragon sees all these kingdoms that are uh, struggling and separate, and the dragon and the dragon's caretaker 
bring them all together. And then there's the, oh no, the, the zombies now have the dragon's mother as a Dracolich. Now we have to face that. And we like, who's the real mother, the caretaker or the Dracolich? We have lots of emotional things connecting and we have a different story that isn't about like this kingship yeah. thing. And, yeah. and so you have elements, so you can do this where it's like, there are elements because I will say as somebody who reads a lot of fantasy and also writes fantasy, I do have moments where I'm like, Oh fuck you took my, <laughs> and I will say anybody who's read mine and then reads that, which is mostly Susan. Um, and I'm like, Oh God. And she's like, what are you crying about? These are not that similar. Like, yes. Okay. You've got, for example, a book I'm reading now feels very similar to an epic fantasy I wrote. And she's like, okay, you've got three siblings ish. And they have these sort of connection to this natural magical power. Okay. And there's this like fight over um, like who's in charge of this particular territory. Okay. Also, isn't that Absolutely the plot of charm? Nothing else is the same. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you can yeah. strip anything down to the bones and it's yeah. been done a billion times. Yep. So the difference is like, if you are just like, if you sell this book as, Zombies fight a dragon. Yeah, no. People are yeah. going to go, Game of Thrones already did it, and nobody likes it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you do it and you build up to it in a different direction, and that happens to be how it falls together, that could be okay. But it could also be as you write this and you build toward it, you find something better than Zombies fight a dragon. I mean, I will say sign me up for How to Train Your Dragon versus Zombies. Oh, I'd watch yeah. the shit out of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. oh. I mean, they're already up in the frozen north. Yeah. yeah. Although Trevor, you were about to say something. Well, well, I was gonna say it was like, B, B Dave, you you've said uh, several episodes now. Take the thing and change it twenty percent. Yep. Like like literally like okay, uh, they had an undead dragon with it. All right, take that out. They have a good dragon with them. Cool. Change the color of it. Change what it sh uh, what shoots out of its mouth. Okay, they had a uh, army of frozen zombies. All right, they're not frozen anymore. Make them act like zombies from uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Just change something about the zombies themselves. Like we're instead like oh these are zombies that were fully armored and had swords and stuff. Okay, well now they act more like uh, Zack Snyder zombies or they act more like George A. Romero zombies. And they're they're, they're they're shambling mounds. Maybe they're not even undead anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, May like the, oh, course, like yeah. like un like undead golems just made of bodies mm. and stuff. Like yeah, like just mm -hmm. just take the stuff and like change it a little bit enough. Yeah. Enough, I think. An <laughs> idea popped into my. I was about to say an interesting idea, but I don't know that I can call my own idea interesting. Is where, you know how how the the process by which something becomes a trope, the process mm. from which oh that's been done. You know we don't want to see that thing. To that thing's been done enough times. Yeah. That it is now foundational. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe. Maybe we just need so many zombies versus dragon stories that we're <laughs> the zombie versus dragon trope. But you know, you think about it, like the the you know now the you know the the the, the teen YA protagonist who you know the wallflower who two boys are in love with her. You know, like we're like okay again, right. you know, like but there was a first one that I think was probably Twilight, but I'm I'm not. <laughs> I don't have yeah. I don't have an uh, an encyclopedic knowledge of teen YA fiction. You know, somebody in '87. Yeah, where it was mm. like kind of derigueur, right? Like you turned yeah. into YA fantasy. People were like, but where's the love triangle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's what sells. The the fact yeah. that there is a supernatural romance section in yep. uh, in the YA of Barnes and Noble now, like yep. that that says a lot. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, and I, I don't know where that line is. Yeah. I wonder too how much like because when I think about this like it's going to change based on 
the way you've structured your character arcs and it's yeah. going to change based on how your world building fits together and it's going to change based on your writing style and i wonder how much it's it's easier to do a thing someone already did when you strip it down like that when you say it's zombies versus a dragon in yeah. in a novel because all of those other factors are shifting it away from somebody else versus something like a movie where you're now like okay well how are we going to signal these are zombies without mm -hmm. looking like the other zombies yeah and we're hiring the people that did the first set of zombies <laughs> like is it harder I would also submit we're kind of tiptoeing around the real question. The book is not about zombies versus dragons. Zombies mm -hmm. versus dragons is something that happens. True. You know, what's the book about? What's the yeah. statement you're trying to make? Is it a climactic battle between life and death, good and evil, positive and negative? Um, is it you know not, not unlike the Star Wars prequels, which you know not everybody loves as much as I do. I do. But you know the the clones versus robots. There's a statement so that George cool. R. R. Martin is making there that is clones versus robots you, you, you mean know? you mean george lucas i do yeah. mean george lucas oh man he got me oh. <laughs> ah, he's tried to take something else i love from me no yeah but you know lucas knew what he was doing when he made it clones versus robots yeah. and then it, but but then you get this second level especially uh explored in some of the tangential content of you know the clones actually struggling for identity wait yeah. are we really just clones mm -hmm. you know and and so on and so forth so you if you're i'd say figure out what's the statement you're trying to make in the story you're telling you might call it the theme as the kids say <laughs> and you know you can wrap that in anything you know what i mean like zombies and dragons are an extension they are not the thing itself the map is not the territory That's yeah a really really good point yeah, I, I would say as long as it's not covered in ice, there isn't a giant wall, it's not an undead dragon, and there's not some weird super boss that once he dies, everything else is dead, I think you're pretty good. <laughs> I do think there's a sort of side topic here, which is um, don't do, do your thing. Um, don't aim at Game of Thrones. Yeah. Even up yeah. to like, if you're querying, there are certain... Like if you're if you're looking to traditionally publish and you're querying agents, there are certain books that you just don't compare yourself to because they are shorthand for I didn't really do research. Mm. So even if you are writing something very games of Game of Thrones y, um, I would suggest looking at other sort of epic fantasies that involve these high stakes successions, these strange magics coming out, um, because saying this is like Game of Thrones is is really kind of how people frame it when they say i want to be successful but i yeah. don't yep. need a lot um, also also make sure your story series finishes <laughs> <laughs> this also goes for don't say it's harry potter yeah that's another yep. one that's sort of shorthand for i don't really know a lot of what's coming out um and and i don't have good comp titles to compare to um yeah i can't think of other ones those are the two biggies where it's like just don't even Mm -hmm. yeah i mean any household name you know it's the next star wars it's the next matrix it's yeah the next, you know, I, I, right, I will yeah. i will say this just from things that i observed maybe just for people out there maybe maybe don't tweet that if, if you like if you tweet out hey i think i'm working on on uh, my star wars don't say that I, i've seen that i've seen that going bad <laughs> again i'm like you might think that also so does literally everyone <laughs> Again, statistically speaking, you are not. Maybe, yeah. hey, maybe you are. Maybe lightning is about to strike for you, but that is not a thing that you can declare. That is yeah. a thing yeah. that other people will point out to you. That yeah. kind of goes 
back to like you what you should be aiming at is telling your story yep. telling your story the best it can be and getting that in front of people if that's a step you want to take but when you kind of look beyond you kind of stop looking at a story and you look out to i'm going to be super successful i'm going to create the next you know building block in in our our sort of cultural zeitgeist like you haven't done you're not making the thing at that point yeah you're daydreaming yeah um and daydreaming is fun but that really can't that can't be the goal because honestly it involves a lot of people you have no control over yeah right a lot of the time this like really they there's a lot of talk there was at least i don't know if people still talk about this about alpha books um so like these books that hit and hit hard and are suddenly super duper popular mm. out of and and they are that is really not very predictable um there's lots of books that publishers put money behind and and attention behind thinking maybe um mm -hmm. that don't don't hit there's ones where they're they do and then there's ones that come out of nowhere and people are like why did this become so crazy popular like 50 uh, shades of gray 50 yeah. shades of gray is a wonderful terrible example why <laughs> yep. did that come out of nowhere and become so popular yep because right? it's like really not done well at all and it's like this is not it's but i think the thing that made a lot of people in the kink community so resentful there's better yeah. kink literature better. yeah it's yeah. just like for whatever reason, it was it was time for that to yeah. do that thing. I, I I do I do want to uh, focus on one part of that question that I I think is an interesting. One. How many times ha have y'all been reading or watching something? You're like, shit, that's what I was gonna do. Not all the fucking time. <laughs> I mean, but Again, to be fair, I yeah. just assume like if things are slightly similar, I ugh, I don't even want to tell you the book because in retrospect it was so wrong but a very uh, a very talented author who's very popular put out one of uh put out i guess it was her first book around the time brimstone angels came out and i read it and i went oh my god she wrote my book but better it's this is like did you read this because wait super put it in chat put in chat put in chat who it is it's embarrassing yeah. it's embarrassing no it's not it's, it's, like, safety. No, it's so not the same book even a little bit but i was feeling uh, and B. Dave, I think you know her, so don't ever say. <laughs> don't go laugh at me at her to her. I swear to oh, God. Oh, okay, okay, okay. If you ever tell anybody this and laugh, never. At me, don't let me know what happened. Never. Zone of I safety. Mean, I really love. Like... I love you, Aaron and Memphis. I will never recount that story to that person that I absolutely know. <laughs> it's like one or two things that are like kind of similar, yeah. and that's it. Like the books are incredibly different. But I think when you're really immersed in something and you're, you know, you're understanding. All the the nuance you're texting, you're texting her right now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm all I have. I got a story for you. <laughs> to be honest, this is not actually that entertaining of a story. I would just die of embarrassment. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, sh I, sh I, sh I should see if we could get that but, person on this podcast. And oh I, 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 hand, hand to God, hand to God, as a gentleman, I would not bust you out in public. No, I think it, I would anybody. Anybody that watches our Idol Champions knows how much I love watching my dear friend Aaron squirm. And it is just <laughs> comedy gold. But I would not do that. Were, were I able to get that person? So the thing, I think that part of it is like when you really know your stuff, like you, you're a little hyper-tuned to it. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, there are times where like, you know, especially when you're, you've got a particular 
when it's the event, right? When it's the the gimmick or the thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, when someone else also does that, it can feel really like a punch in the gut. I more have like this has similar like character or plot beats. Yeah. Um, this has a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when it's nice to have a friend be like, "Are you high right now? <laughs> Is that what's happening?" Well, the, you know. Uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go oh ahead. no, the, I was just gonna, there. There, there have totally been times where I've. I've the, there was one book I remember that had a the, a magic system that I was working on at the time, and as soon as I started reading the book, I was like, "Fuck, oh fuck, this this is uh, this is exactly what I was gonna do." And then I got about fifty pages later, went, "Nah, mine's better." <laughs> yeah. And I and like it sounds really cocky, but like that's happened several times where like I've picked up a book and I read the first. Um, sentence the the synopsis and I'm like oh shit that's really close to my stuff and then I keep reading I'm like mm, no it's okay you know, <laughs> you, you know there, there there is something that that I that I would say though that if just um, you know Don Voyage or whoever that if you find yourself and you're like I've got this story about a magical school magical schools have become tropes now that you probably could get away with it but yeah. you know. Uh, a, a boy from a farming planet whose father turns out to be the intergalactic despot. I don't know. Just a, a thing that has been done. <laughs> but just it. your heart and soul must tell that story. Still do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. still do it. Because again, maybe you will be the bridge to the trope. Maybe you will just be the thing that does it better. Like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is one of my favorite movies of all time. Hero is a better movie in every statistical category. Hero is everything about Crouching Tiger times five, but there would have been no hero yeah. without Crouching Tiger. Yeah. So if you just have to, man, you're like we're talking about the person who cannot stop. You know, if you were like, no, but my story about Jake Starkiller really is different. <laughs> then I'm like, well, <laughs> Okay, you know, because because as we talked about last time, I believe it was just last episode, you will get such a sense of fulfillment from just having finished the yeah. thing, yeah. you know, even if it goes nowhere. So at oh, least God. Jake Starkiller will be out of your head and living on paper. I think, I'm nothing of the terrible timeline where I Mark Hamill turns around and Force Awakens and I'm like, Jake Starkiller, oh my God! <laughs> I was just thinking Jake Starkiller in the terrible time is that's the name of your book. There you go. I just did that for you. I just did that for you. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. No, it, God. It could start with a hand and a lightsaber floating through space, as was apparently really the beginning of the story originally. Yes, it was. That, that was, was, that was, yeah. I, honestly, I, re- I read it so many times still thinking it was a joke and I kept waiting for somebody to be like, no, we're kidding and they were serious. Yeah. yeah. No, Mark Hamill confirmed recently that the re- opening sequence of The Force Awakens was going to be Luke's hand, fl- he kept his, his severed hand with his lightsaber floating through space caught and then caught in the orbit of a planet and burn up on re-entry so his hand disintegrate but the lightsaber fall through orbit and hit this planet. And I'm like, also the lightsaber would be destroyed. So yeah. there's, I don't... Mm-hmm. I got, I got, I got a number of reasons why oh, this doesn't work. And, you know, and hey, think about physics, <laughs> you know, especially in Star Wars. Yeah, well, you know, parsecs are a unit of speed there, so you know, now there we go. No, that's, no, no, there's no. space. There's space now. Uh, uh, then, so, solo oh, fix that. I, solo didn't fix anything. But oh, speed, okay. We've had so many friendly conversations about Star Wars. <laughs> 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 The, the the twist at the end is nice, but that movie is egregiously bad. There, there's something 
things about that movie that made me really angry. Like you've hurt me. Just... You scorned me. <laughs> All of it. Oh, like, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't. I'm. It doesn't fucking make. Ugh. Nope. Doesn't work. It, What's it doesn't the work. Robot's name. The one. I don't know. It was a robot. It was just yeah. Leet. Like, L three. Oh, she becomes the 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 Millennium Falcon. Oh, it's so touching. You said Han doesn't fucking give a shit about her. He doesn't know her. This is meaningless. You just do yeah. this to be like, see feelings. I'm like, no, you don't get to do that. You don't just get to say, see feelings. That That's whole, stupid. that whole movie should have been about the origin of the bond between Han and Chewie. Oh yeah. It, it yeah. should not have been a two minute aside that just made no sense of like, there's a Wookiee here because reasons and I'm going to save him and he feels a blood bond to me because apparently that's how the story was written 30 years ago and we're gonna go look i yeah. i like my live action movie that was essentially a saturday morning cartoon <laughs> i could do i like this han han and han and chewy thing and then if they had done oh lando and the mm, oh i would take that story with the with the robot and the robots now the millennium mm -hmm. falcon and then he has to give the millennium falcon to han like that would have been really good so many good like feels. Yep. i i yep. would i would have taken as many more hours as i could get of donald glover as as lando carizian good all Lord. the stories about him are true yeah yep. um although again shout out to the plot i mean it's i feel i feel we're past the statute of limitations on solo and i can't say you should watch it because the movie really fucking sucks but it. there is something a lot great. of it for just there's something like great at the fun, end yeah but, but it, yeah that robot shit made me <laughs> yeah I that's fair that that's totally fair I, I liked the set but i theoretically liked the setup but it was so empty that's it's, fair okay yep because it never like mattered after times, that one of the few times where i've seen the movie you're talking about i haven't already was. told it to you so i figured i should do it no, that's <laughs> fair that, that's that, don, don voyage helping us explore it what, you know you strange, strange new worlds what, what would a uh Later, what, what, we can yell about the green knight no oh shit, I, I know i haven't seen the green knight yeah one. hey he's got to see the green knight so i can yell at it yell about it at you <laughs> i haven't seen the green knight i haven't seen dune i haven't seen black <gasps> widow yet no i've i got a few that have hmm. just got to find the time I feel I feel like we just properly sent out a Tangerino episode with a, an extremely <laughs> far off tangent. <laughs> we may have outdone ourselves this time. Again, again, we do some other content together where we were told not to tangent, and we were like, "Jokes on you! We'll make a show about this." <laughs> yeah, the good old Tangerino. The good old oh, Tangerino. Is that wait? Is that? Is, is that the name of our fandom now? Are they the Tangerina? <laughs> I don't know. You oh let us know. Folks. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you tweet at us. Let us know. If, if, if you if you've listened this far, that you just heard me answer. Are you guys the Tangerinos? Yes. Tweet it. I think I think it's better than anything that's coming out of it. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of love it. Not gonna lie, I kind of love it. I really do. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm writing I'm writing that in our permanence chat here. <laughs> Well, yeah, so we... if, uh, if if you if you would like to be known as the Tangerinos, please tweet at us at About Dragons and let us know. <laughs> I'll stick to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, I, I, I do think this is a good place to, to, to wrap this one up. Any any last thoughts from anything that we talked about here tonight, excluding Solo, you leave my, my yum alone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Little Tidy, my son, loved Solo. He loves Han Solo. He loves to sit on his swing and pretend it's the Millennium Falcon. He's supposed to love Han Solo, but not because of that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, talking about Macbeth, now revealed as the greatest treason to do the right thing for the wrong reason. You know, he's not supposed to love Han Solo because of Solo. He's supposed to love Han Solo in spite of Solo. I love it. Uh, but yeah, any, any any last thoughts? Find your oomph. I like that. Find your oomph. Yep. You, it, allow your oomph, I would even say. Allow it. It's already there. You're just, you're holding it back. You're trying to step on the gas and the brake at the same time. You're trying to muzzle your oomph. No, unleash it. Allow it to be. And as we've discussed at length, just chop away at a little. Just do something every day. If it's a sentence, if it's a word, over a long enough period of time, it will be done. It may take you months. It may take you years, but it will happen. But it won't happen unless you start. Yeah. If my ADHD ass can write four books, so can you. <laughs> That's a celebrity endorsement right there. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is a good place to to wrap this one up. Friends, where can people find you and what awesome things are you working on? You're going to make us do word count. Oh, shit. I forgot about the word count. I'm going to oh. tell myself because I didn't finish mine. But Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I didn't either. I, I, I got I got about a thousand words into the outline and then I had a one shot to write. So I mean maybe I got two thousand <laughs> with that one shot. <laughs> Those are words. They are words. I got twenty seven pages into my revision and realized that uh, in order to uh explain a point of the magic system in the previous scene i basically gutted the scene that was explained in so oh. it was like until this evening going i don't know how to fix this because i need these two things and they don't stand as their own scene but i had a nice chat with with susan who i've name checked multiple times at this point so i might yeah. continue um and figured out while talking to her that i can uh tweak the specific events and pull it into the previous scene and it actually is a lot better that way nice so but i did not make my goal hey i still see as a victory yeah still counts you 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 had a you had a hard (laughs) obstacle there and you've now overcome it yeah Yeah. still counts oh i think i said 3500 or did i say 2500 i think i I think you dropped it down because i did 2500 there we go yeah yeah, I'm, I'm hanging around there. I'm working on a thing, y'all, and you're going to know what it is in about... You're 1,000% going to know in the next two weeks uh, there you go. What, what, what the thing is, and you will understand why I've been vague. Uh, also, I just saw the most adorable Han Solo costume. Again, <laughs> again too. I, th- I, I think, I, I, think I, I shared with you uh, that I did an escape room once, and I walked in and I walked right up to this elaborate puzzle. And it was like the old timey switchboards that operators would work. Mm-hmm. And I walk right up to it and I'm like, oh, I know what this is. I'm like, boop, 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 boop. And the key falls out, right? And, and you know, kept doing the rest of the thing. And afterwards, like the, the monitor came in. He's like, have you ever done this room before? And I'm like, no. And he's like, how did you possibly know that? Like, there's all these clues you have to gain. Like, how did you do that? And I had completely the right answer for the completely wrong rationale. (laughs) 
I, I don't even remember what it was, but it was something like I was like, oh, these are the capitals, you know, and it was like the periodic tel- uh, elements table or something. <laughs> like it was completely inaccurate logic, but I got where I was trying to go. So that's how I feel about the little Hassan solo. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen both. He saw this, he saw Star Wars and got very into it. And yeah. Then, and then he it's... watched Solo and he was like, that's zooming. I but, love it. You know? He's also five. So yeah. correct. Yep. Correct. <laughs> yep. Correct. Tell, tell him you know an actual Wookiee and then show him a picture. <laughs> Just put me on the phone and Jeez. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so where where are we sitting for word slash page counts for this coming week? Oh, I'm gonna do twenty five hundred again. I'm gonna try. I'm, I think I'm I'm super busy. I'm but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put two thousand. I'll do 3, I'm going okay. I'm like I need to get more done, but I also I am doing stuff this weekend that's taken up a lot of my time. Yeah, it's a lot of time. So I'm gonna say another 25 and hope I beat it. There you go. <laughs> All right. I believe in you. In in yours, Trevor. Uh, uh, two thousand. I'm gonna stick with two thousand. Okay. Yeah. I, be- I believe in you, Trey B. <laughs> oh no, I forgot. Trey B. God yep. dang it. <laughs> it's throwback. All right. You, you know, you got to retire before you can stage a comeback tour, Treby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So now, friends, uh, where can people find you? What awesome things you're working on? You can find me on Twitter at Aaron M. Evans. You can um, check me out on too many places right now, but not as many as B Dave, so I really can't complain. Um, so, Mondays on. Uh, twitch.tv slash dungeon scrollers i run a co-writing show called concentration checks so if you are doing nanowrimo or trying to get your novel done or if you just need to you know help someone focus you get you focus while you fold laundry um you can come and uh hang out while we all get some work done um you can also listen to me with these guys on uh champions of lore on twitch.tv slash cne games at 11 o'clock pacific AM AM Pacific. Don't come here at night. Um, <laughs> Very different show. Dial <laughs> Champions of Forgotten Realms. And then at 6.30 p.m. on twitch.tv slash Dungeon Scrollers again, I play in an actual play show called Dungeon Scrollers to mention other fantasy writers. And this week uh, on Saturday is Extra Life's Day of Gaming. Wait, are you putting this out this week? Yes. Okay. Okay. So Extra yes, Life goes out tomorrow. Day of Gaming is Saturday, and we are raising money for Extra Life, your children's miracle network. Um, if you go to my Twitter at the top of my page is pinned my, uh, donations thing. One of the incentives that I set is if you are, uh, working on something and you want to talk to somebody about it, uh, you can pay, uh, donate some money and I will talk to you for 30 minutes about your book. Um, there you go. cheerleading pep talk. Like, yeah, you can do this. Um, or if you need to work out some problems, I find it really helpful to talk to somebody. Um, so check that out it's for a good cause and uh then come around on saturday because that's a lot of dnd a lot of dnd a lot of D. i'm running one of those games that's right yeah true. almost everybody is up in there yep <laughs> true uh bd walters i say words about things um i'm uh somewhere doing something now only five days a week oh you know God. we pared oh we we it down we pared oh. it down no 
We're bringing it down. Um, Where are you busy on Saturday? Th- th- <laughs> <laughs> Saturday is th- your holy day. This comes in. I know that. Yo, um, yeah, do it, do, doing less things, but on a larger scale now, uh, which again, you're going to find out in like two weeks. I don't want a vague book about it anymore either. Um, yeah, there's a, uh, I'm, I just do stuff. Y'all follow me on Twitter at B Dave Walters. Every day's a week long for me. And uh, yeah, just, yeah, it's true. That's true. That's yeah. it. I, I have nothing else to add. Mixed in with your where's B Dave. That's true. That is that is true. It is thirty percent gaming content, thirty percent memes, thirty percent scathing political commentary. <laughs> very entertaining Twitter. Like, I'm, I'm even though like I I'm glad we're friends and I would follow you anyway, but also I'm glad I follow you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Glad, glad, glad I can help. It's 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 it's, a, it's an interesting mix between like here's a cat dressed like Darth Vader and here's my capitalism is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the pow pow, just something for everybody, a chicken yeah. for every pot <laughs> on my Twitter feed. <laughs> Uh, you can uh speak of twitter you can find me on there at the trevor there is an a hiding in there you can also find me on champions of psychology every tuesday at 12 p.m pacific standard time on twitch.tv games and like i've been saying from the same mister is currently in its third season and going up every friday so check that out as well uh but yeah that's gonna do it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this show the best way to support is by leaving a review on your podcast service of choice even if you can't leave a review on your podcast service of choice go to podcast service that isn't of your choice and leave a review on there it'd be really great i love you uh if you have this podcast i'm a tangerino tangerinos (laughs) unite Uh, if you have any uh, any questions or topic suggestions uh, or questions, uh, you know, like uh, like uh, Dawn Voyager oh, had today. I know what I didn't say. Oh, uh, oh. I, I had uh, this week. I just have to kind of apologize for sort of stealing Aaron's character soul and then also nearly <laughs> killing her. Uh, Idol Champions, Champions Presents. That's all. So I mean, that's right. Fun. That's right. You, should, you go up. Amazing. Yeah, some things happened up to and including maybe we found Big Bird and Snuffleupagus bones. You know, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It was the Big Bird's bones. It's Big yeah. Bird's bones. It's a Big Bird's yeah. bones. We yeah. Stop Sorry. Stop and that, raise dead and be like, what's it's true. Oh, bird. Oh, Tiamat. Tiamat. That's maybe she just wants a friend. Maybe that's it. Maybe please, oh, please end the series. Please in the series with Tiamat walking off in the sunset with Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus, yeah, but nobody else can see him. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah again. Because, yeah. again, some of us are of an age when Snuffy was still imaginary. It's yep. true. Or at least everybody thought he was imaginary. Uh, okay. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I it's was okay. like, there was something else or, I was trying to say. Oh, yeah, I almost murdered Aaron's face. Yeah, or if you have any suggestions for more tangents for us to go on, <laughs> you can send those into writingaboutdragonsandshit at gmail.com. True. If you'd like to keep up to date on the show, you can follow us on Twitter at About Dragons. But until next week, go write about some dragons and shit. <laughs> <laughs>